Hi everyone, Denise Drummond Dunn speaking from C3 Centricity. This week's post is called You're Missing Out on a Free Communication Channel. Are you as shocked as I am to think that there is a communication channel which most marketers are not using effectively today? And it's free! So, what is this incredible channel? The internet? No. Social media? No. Okay, so everyone is excited about the web and have jumped on board the digital train, but some are already seeing that online advertising is not the safest way to communicate. Take P&G, for example. A recent Ad Age article stated that Procter & Gamble's concerns about where its ads were showing up online contributed to a $140 million cutback in the company's digital ad spend last quarter. P&G didn't call out YouTube, the subject of many marketers' ire earlier this year, but did say digital ad spending fell because of choices to temporarily restrict spending in digital forums where our ads were not being placed according to our standards and specifications. Will others follow? I don't know. But I would like them all to consider their total advertising spend in light of this underutilised but highly effective channel that I'm about to share with you. Have you guessed what it is yet? It's packaging. Think about it. Packaging communicates in-store, on the shelf, as shoppers pass by. It communicates to users when they take it home and open it. Although, for how long, I don't know, but I'll talk about that in a moment. And it may also communicate when it's used, whether it's snacks, drinks, breakfast cereals, cookies, pharmaceuticals or a whole load of other products which are consumed straight from the pack. So, if a pack has the possibility to communicate, why are so few marketers using it? I believe it's because they don't see packaging as a communication channel, which is a serious mistake. After all, it's free. There are two very popular posts on C3Centricity on the topic of packaging, which you might like to read before continuing with this podcast, or to read later if you prefer. The first is how communicating through packaging is more informative and personal, which shares some great examples of how creative pack usage has become the basis of full media campaigns. And the second one is, Is Your Packaging Product or Promotion? Which talks about why people don't read instructions unless they need them, but they do read what's written on packs. Both of these posts provide some great examples of companies which have used their packaging to communicate with their consumers. However, they are a couple of years old now, so I wanted to update my thoughts on the packaging channel opportunities as well as the examples I share. After all, consumers have become ever more demanding in recent years and want to know far more about the products they purchase. So let's start with food and beverages. The food and beverage category has seen and continues to see the introduction of a lot of packaging laws. 
When Nestle launched its Compass way back in 2005, most other food manufacturers were keeping things simple. Some had colour codes like traffic lights to indicate uh, calorie content, while others had five or seven bullets on the front of pack that showed the ingredient breakdown in terms of daily limits of fat, protein, sugar, carbohydrates, etc., Today, purchasers check for far more details on labels in-store before even buying a product. According to research by Prepared Foods and BevNet, they're looking for very specific guarantees in addition to mere ingredients. These include whether they're gluten-free, dairy or nut-free. They have no additives or preservatives. They have recyclable packaging. They're made with healthier packaging materials. And they're looking for functional properties such as good source of calcium, fibre, antioxidants, protein, omega-3 or probiotics. Unfortunately, with such demands for so much information on pack, there's little room for anything else. And that's why manufacturers are getting very creative with their packaging. There are so many ways to use packs for communications, but I want to share with you three of the most on-trend tactics today. The first is smart packaging. It has always amused me that we spend time reading product contents, but still try to connect electronics or build flat pack furniture without reading the instructions. Clearly, we think we understand technology and furniture better than food, or at least we think we do. Therefore, thank goodness that smart packaging is now available. Smart packaging, including NFC, that's near-field communication tags, transforms conventional packaging into a digital communication channel with the consumer. Not only does it transmit information at the point of sale, but also after purchase in the home, with such benefits as refill reminders, freshness alerts or usage tips. Connected packaging is a real win-win for both manufacturers and customers. It can collect consumer habits and behaviour that provides brands with a new level of understanding which can then be used to develop future products. According to Research and Markets, the global smart packaging market is estimated to grow to around 52 billion by 2025 thanks to adoption in categories such as personal care, beauty, food, healthcare and pharmaceuticals. Smart packaging works by tapping on the pack with your smartphone to receive information about the product, usage suggestions, sourcing and ingredients. This brings an intimacy with the customer that will differentiate the brand from its competitors and hopefully increase loyalty as well. It also provides a guarantee of authenticity, which is an added benefit in certain categories plagued by counterfeits. 
as packaging is also required to show more information on PAC and in multiple languages as sourcing goes global, smart packs have arrived just in time to save the customer from needing a magnifying glass to read what's printed on them. With the ageing population in most developed countries today, this is a real added bonus. Attractive packaging Amongst the numerous trends highlighted by Mintel in their report, five key trends set to impact global packaging markets in 2017, the importance of appeal, especially online, was mentioned. This will mean a desire for packs which stand out from the competition, especially in the smaller sizes on screen. An article on 99designs shows how manufacturers have risen to the challenge in a number of creative ways. They've got simpler, bolder designs, or exceedingly bright colours, or unusual designs, or illustrations that act as narratives, or eco-friendly packaging. There is one additional benefit of unusual or attractive packs, and that is their buzz value. People love to be the first to share a new purchase when it is out of the ordinary in terms of colour, shape or usefulness. It's a matter of forget the contents, at least the time of a YouTube video clip and love the look of the pack. Personalised packaging This is not a new trend but has attracted attention from many brands in recent years. In an article entitled The Pros and Cons of Personalised Packaging for FMCG or CPG brands, eConsultancy reported that the success of Coca-Cola's Share a Coke campaign proved that people just can't get enough of personalisation. However, as they also point out, personalisation is not really personal since so many people have the same name around the world. Enter the trial of true personalisation. Heinz offered their soup range with a get well soon dot 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 with the name of the person message. Although it was almost twice the price of a usual can, the reasons it worked were many. It included a donation to charity for everyone sold. It communicated online rather than on TV, adding to the personal feel of the campaign. And also in the second year, they even allowed fans to vote for their favourite soup to join the tomato and chicken flavours they offered already. And potato and leek one, by the way. One company that has had less success with its own attempts to copy Coke is Nestle. They proposed a pop-up Kit Kat Chocolatory in London's Westfield Shopping Mall. It was built on Coke's naming trend and the success that Kit Kat had with the concept in Japan. Although the personalisation went beyond just the name with customised toppings and flavours too, it made a number of basic mistakes. The UK is not Japan. Kit Kat is a cult brand there and has been for years, especially for gifting. The process was digitalised, so people didn't get the chance to make nor even see the bar being made for them unless they hung around for an hour or so. 
Purchasers had to wait at least 90 minutes before their personalised bar was ready. The total experience actually added up to just a few moments using a touchscreen, neither personal nor very exciting these days. And if all that isn't enough, it actually costs £7. I believe most of these points could have been corrected if Nestle had bothered to be just a little more customer-centric. The text message sent when the bar was ready, while a nice touch, meant providing Nestle with additional information about the purchaser, which no doubt they will use in the future to contact them, whether they like it or not. I suguest that Nestle learn from how Pret-a-Manger did pop-up retailing absolutely brilliantly. You can read more about it in the article Eight Ways Veggie Pret Innovated Pop-Up Retail Strategy and you can find it on eConsultancy. Like Veggie Pret, the Kit Kat example does include a personalised product offer but... That's not new. Many food and confectionery brands have been offering these for many years on at least a promotional basis. And again, the prices are higher, but the impact of the product too is greater. At least that was one thing Nestle did get right. So, returning to the topic of packaging, the change in retail which I spoke about last week in the post The Future of Retail is in the Stars, or is it the Cloud?, means that packs too have a new role to play, beyond protection and being a container. They can be a free communication channel as well. In some industries, we are seeing a return to non-packaged products where the customer provides their own containers. Bulk offering of essentials has been used for years for washing powder, chocolates, candy, juices, wine, vinegar, olive oil, just to name a few. But with the crackdown on recycling, many purchasers are leaving the cardboard outers in the shops of many products. Manufacturers will have to get smarter in the way they communicate when their outer no longer exists. It will certainly make communicating even more difficult unless manufacturers follow the trend to smart packaging. Okay, so those are my thoughts on the future of packaging today and tomorrow. And if you agree or disagree or have any comments to make, then please go on to the C3 Centricity website and leave your thoughts there. I'd love to hear from you and I will, of course, respond personally to every single one of them. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Bye for now. <music>